Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, June 15th, 2021. I am Tell Me on the Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. All right. Uh, before we get into the news, I want to tell you about my weekend because I haven't gotten to talk to you, Matt, this weekend. You might not have talked to me, but I follow the Broadway Radio Instagram, <gasps> so I've seen the stories. But please tell me all about it. See, like, I love that you're on the content. Everybody needs to be following. I mean, now that the world is kind of opening up more, there's more things for me to go to. So I get to show everybody what's going on with like Broadway news and all that good stuff. But basically I went to Broadway at the drive-ins, Radio Park, the Blues Brothers. And I didn't realize how much I missed like dancing and singing and clapping with people. Cause I just, you know, if you don't go to church, what do you like? You can't, you don't have that for the past like year and a half. So I like, I'm a huge Spring Awakening fan. So seeing Brian Charles Johnson, like doing his thing for the first time in a really long time was amazing. And you like, you know, I love F. Michael Haney. Like, mm -hmm. so these two as like the Blues Brothers were great. And I just, I need you all to go because it's so much fun. Also Charity Dawson, I, I don't know if you guys, mm -hmm. again, you've got to follow the Instagrams. You've got to follow us because I posted some videos of her singing she's her amazing. face off. Yeah, she's gonna be in Miss Doubtfire soon, of course, but like, she is crazy because she's playing like Aretha Franklin for us. Like she's getting to do whatever she wants. It was just a lot of fun. And like they cut the film a lot. So like there yeah. were parts that of course I was missing because they, they kept this a tight two hours. So it, between performances uh, and the film, I was like, okay, so we we're kind of like not seeing the film just, just as a heads up. If you're a huge Blues Brothers fan, just know that you won't see every single part of the movie that you love, but you will get to see some Broadway performers that are getting to sing for the first time also in a year. So it's kind of this exciting like concert experience. So highly recommend it. Awesome. Yeah. So let's get into some news uh, across the damn pond. You guys know I love talking about the UK. The theaters are getting a different opening schedule than the original proposal from February. Oh, you don't say like, of course, this is happening. You know, theaters in the West End and beyond will have to wait just like a little bit longer than their anticipated reopen at full capacity because their proposal was in February and we didn't know as much as we know now. Um, this was for, quote, step four, which was penciled in for like June 21st, even though true this wasn't a fixed official date, but that's what they wanted. Now, due to vaccine distribution, step four won't go into full tilt until July 19th. However, the prime minister did indicate if numbers improve enough, he'll consider pushing to July 5th, which is, you know, Ashley's favorite person in the world, Andrew Lloyd Webber, has threatened <laughs> legal action. We've covered this recently. Uh, I wasn't on that show, but I know that you guys talked about it, <laughs> Matt and Ashley. Um, they, you know, he said that he should go as far as to say, like he will not resist arrest um, <laughs> if they keep the theater closed for his uh, new Cinderella the musical, which is planned to be open June 25th. I mean, bold of this man to accept handcuffs over pumpkin carriages, but that's <laughs> the theater, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, here's the thing. Like, I have been um, very impressed with how Andrew Lloyd Webber has tried to really fight for... Um, the British theater uh, yeah. more so than anybody here in the U S has, but like, <laughs> but like it, here's the, the tipping point where it goes too far. Like if not yeah. as many people have been vaccinated as they thought they would by this point, and uh, numbers are increasing in terms of, of, of positive tests, like don't be an a-hole and yeah. listen to the people who know what they're talking about. And this is what I'm afraid about. And I think we've talked about this. This is what I'm afraid about with, 
Broadway in New York. Now, the nice thing is, is that like New York's numbers are insanely low. Like yeah. the, the positive rates are getting down to like half a percent um, or uh-huh. something like that. And it's amazing. But as more people start to come into the city who maybe aren't vaccinated or mm-hmm. whatever, like I worry about that. And I'm worried that we're going to do all of these things where we're saying this is the day we're coming back. All these shows are coming. Um, they're moving their dates up into September, into August. And, and, and the boss is coming in like a week and a half. So but then it's like <laughs> but then everyone's like, eh, let's hold up. Let's put the brakes on. Cuomo and de Blasio are like, nope, you can't do this at full capacity anymore. I'm just afraid that we're like in the zeal and excitement to get back to doing what theater people do and we all want them Mm -hmm. to do. I'm just afraid that they're setting themselves up for something worse. And um, and I think that would be even more damaging than than just waiting would have been in the first place. Yeah, I think that this is just something that in no way anybody should rush. Just period. I don't I just like any part of it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no reason to. We've waited a year. We'll wait longer because of safety. We all care and cuz we all want to go back, but we all want to go back in the right yeah. way. So, just, you know, like keep your performers safe. Like sit down john as they say (laughs) all right so before we get into the rest of the news we'd like to talk about our sponsor for this week expressvpn using the internet without expressvpn is like taking a call on the train the subway which i took this weekend hello took the a train um or bus on speakerphone for everybody to hear and i personally don't like those people and i will not be that person (laughs) Internet service providers know everything about what you're doing online. They know every website you've been to, and they can sell that information to ad companies, to tech giants. Every time I watch a TV show that's about entrepreneurs, it's all about a big data play. This is what they're talking about. But ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between you and the interwebs so that nobody can see what's going on with your online activity. That's why ExpressVPN is the number one rated VPN from CNET. Why? The Verge, and most importantly, Broadway Radio. Unlike other VPNs, it works on phones, laptops, and as I talked about yesterday, even your routers. So if you have friends, which I don't, and they come over to your place and they get on your Wi-Fi, they can be protected too. Last year, almost all of my data was taken from me because of one password that was leaked, eliminating me from getting into my social medias, emails, Google Suite, you name it, everything. Now that I use a VPN, I am much more protected and feel safer than ever using the internet. So secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash broadway radio. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash broadway radio. And you can get an extra three months for free expressvpn.com slash broadway radio. All right, so this news is specifically for Matt Timoney, so I just wanted to like jump back into the news with like something that I knew he cares so much about. Uh, the Muni is bringing us some Hacha, some Whoopi, and some Kate Rockwell. I know I'm here for the puns okay. today. <laughs> the F- I was wondering where you were going with this. I was like, oh yeah, Kate Rockwell. That makes sense. That that tracks. <laughs> So the upcoming Muni season is built for you, Matt. I mean, the season will include Chicago, Sound of Music, Smokey Joe's Cafe, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, and 
on your feet. Their casting is phenomenal, from Kate Rockwell as Maria in Sound of Music to Allie Ewald as Mary Sunshine in Chicago. Like, what is going on? I We love to see it. P.S. You can get Kate Rockwell's album via Broadway Records. It's one of our so favorites. Good. We've talked about it literally so many times on this show in particular with Matt and I. <laughs> like, it's a really good solo album. It is. It's the best. But getting to see, like, Jay Harrison Gee as Velma is going to be thrilling. Like, that's amazing. Like, okay, so yeah. when I saw the Chicago announcement specifically first, I was, like, scrolling mm-hmm. through and I saw recent um, interview guest Ali Ewalt playing Mary Sunshine, which is, like, yeah, you know, in the most recent revival, spoiler alert, since it's been open for, you know, 25 years, um, Mary Sunshine's usually played by a man. Mm-hmm. And so it was played by a woman. So I was like, okay, that's interesting. But then they throw in Velma, played by Jay Harrison Gee. And I was like, that's just, yeah. it's bonkers and it's super interesting, but it like is so cool. Um, so I'm very, very excited for this. And I'm going to be telling my aunt who lives in St. Louis that she needs to go to all these shows. But you're right. I love the Kate Rockwell as Maria thing because like we know her basically for playing like high school kids. Um, Which is weird. She's yeah. an adult woman now. Like let her be an adult woman. Yeah. Like she's <laughs> in her mid thirties, but like she's always played these high school kids. But like, if you listen to that album, I didn't realize that she had like kind of a more traditional musical theater, legit voice. And this, this is yeah. perfect. I can't wait to, I'm probably not going to go to St. Louis to see it, but I can't wait to see the videos that always uh, get put out from the Muni of, of, uh, of this show later this summer. Oh, yeah. Like we talked about the Muni 100 last year. I mean, it was a huge deal. They do a really good job of archiving and, and showing us uh, all the people that can't go to St. Louis, all the great videos. So there you go. The Theater Hall of Fame will induct six distinguished artists on November 15th for their big uh, Theater Hall of Fame ceremony. The 2021 inductees will include Bob Crowley, Gerald Friedman, Alan Menken, Lynn Nottage, Anna Devere Smith, who is having a year. Can we just say Anna Devere Smith is having a damn year and I am here for it. And of course, Leslie Uggams. The ceremony will be held at the Gershwin Theater. I mean, you have to have had like 25 plus years industry experience to be inducted minimum. So these people are all like phenomenal. Like this is totally worth it. So I was excited to see all these names. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we will have a full discussion on In the Heights coming very soon. But a few newsworthy items for some In the Heights talks is, is important for us to have. You know, like the film debuted this weekend. It's worth noting that a heavy conversation about Afro Latinx representation in the film leaves all of the principal cast, for the most part, most of the principal cast light-skinned. Uh, this is a conversation we will delve more into as we discuss the film in a bigger picture context later on. But Lynn put out a statement on Twitter about the people's criticism, and here is his response. I started writing In the Heights because I didn't feel seen. And over the past 20 years, all I wanted was for us, all of us, to feel seen. I'm seeing the discussion around Afro-Latino representation in our film this weekend, and it is clear that many in our dark-skinned Afro-Latino community don't feel sufficiently represented within it, particularly among the leading roles. I can hear the hurt and frustration over colorism of seeing a feeling still unseen in the feedback. I hear that without sufficient dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation, the work feels extractive of the community we wanted so much to represent with pride and joy. In trying to paint a mosaic of this community, we fell short. I'm truly sorry. I'm learning from the feedback. I thank you for raising it and I'm listening. I'm trying to hold space for both the incredible pride in the movie we made and be accountable for our shortcomings. Thanks for your honest feedback. I promise to do better in my future projects and I'm dedicated to the learning and evolving we all have to do to make sure we are honoring our diverse and vibrant community. Siempre, Limo Miranda. 
I, I thought that this was the perfect response to be frank. Um, having seen the movie and also having also seen a lot of the vocalization of this conversation, um, I felt as though that was an acknowledgement and, and a willingness to evaluate and move forward and be smart, just, just to be better about it. Um, I don't know. What what did you think? <laughs> Look, there's, you know, in life, y- you can make good faith mistakes and you can do things that you know that you want to focus on certain issues and you want to help with those issues. But just by the nature of the limited resources and the limited stories that are going to be told, there are opportunities for you to overlook other things. And I feel like that's what this was. It was Lynn being so focused on telling this story that he, and not just him, because it was obviously John Chu and the producer and stuff, but I feel like he overlooked this issue and maybe didn't have the right people in the room helping him make these decisions. Cause I don't know that he was 100% in charge of who was getting cast, but I would imagine he probably had a pretty big voice. Um, since he is also the lead, you know, executive producer on the film. So I don't think that this was a bad faith, you know, thing where he was trying specifically to eliminate a certain part portion of uh, the Latinx community. But it's something that happens. We see this over and over again, that even in projects that are by and about people of color, mm-hmm. we see whether that's um, Latinx or or black or whatever, the lighter skinned mm-hmm. artists get preferential treatment in terms of casting. So again, like I think that there is room in this world and we need to have, um, we need to have the grace, no pun intended, um, to let people make good faith mistakes and to learn from them. And I feel like this was something that Lynn vocalized pretty well here. And I hope that Mm. we're able to see this change in the future. Um, also, um, you know, I, I, he says that he's going to, be better in the future. And I don't think that there's any doubt that Lynn's going to have a ton of movie and theater opportunities (laughs) to make good. So if he makes good, we can say, okay, he learned from this experience. If this continues to be a problem in the future with Lynn's works, then I think we have every right to kind of be angry with him. Um, I think you can be angry at the situation, but accept his apology and, and, and think that it's genuine as well. But again, white guy here so i'm just (laughs) just talking off off the top of my head here yeah and and that's the thing is like you know he says it first and foremost like the reason he's written everything he's ever written is to be seen so then when he's putting that work out there and then people are like hey we are feeling seen but also these are there are some more people that don't feel seen and it feels like this is a space where they can be acknowledged and he's acknowledging it so that's what i appreciated because you know, it's like when you, you do one thing and then you're like, oh, cool, here's the next level of it. And we're yeah. already there as a society, which I think is great. You know what I mean? Like we're not <laughs> we're not like, OK, we'll take what we can get. You know, that's not yeah. that's not always the answer. So um, I, I appreciate that we're having this conversation in general and that it's going to get better and better. So following the premiere of In the Heights this past weekend, many oh. fans, of course, noticed the late Doreen Montalvo's cameo. She unfortunately passed away last year. However, Alex Lacamoire, Lynn's right hand man captured a wonderful video of her and some friends watching her cameo in the film. And it's, it was posted on Twitter. Um, Lynn had this 
great thing to say about it. Forever grateful that Durian Montalvo uh, got to see her moment, cheered on by her friends and family. You know, funnily enough, I when I was rewatching this right before we recorded, I noticed that the woman holding her is a friend of mine, Jenny Padilla. And I saw her play Nina in the Heights at the PCLO. And of course, oh, cool. like on Broadway in On Your Feet. But Durian's legacy is forever within the Heights. And this video gave us kind of just like all of those feels of, you know, like, uh, her, her, this is just always going to be like, even when you watch the credits, she's credited so many times in the vocals as well. And you yeah. can, you can also get her solo album just saying, um, I, cause I was listening to it today and, um, but yeah, like I, I just thought it was a beautiful thing for them to post this. Yeah. And what, what that was is that was actually like the ensemble singers watching the cut of the film. So yeah. you'll see, I think like Krista Rodriguez is in that, mm-hmm. is in that as well. I think Janet DeCall is in there. You can see her in the video. So it's yeah. a bunch of the, I don't know if it was the dailies or whatever it was, um, but it was a group of the, I think it was just women. Uh, so yeah. maybe it was just the women's vocal ensemble um, watching the the point where you see Doreen come up. And the first time I watched it, I was like, oh crap, that's amazing. Like mm-hmm. that she gets not only like a solo line, like you hear her voice, but you like see her on screen. Um, so really incredible. If you don't know who Doreen Montalvo was, she was originally in the off-Broadway company of, of In the Heights. And as the show progressed, she did all the readings and the workshops. Um, I feel like she might have played Sonny's mother at one point or some character mm-hmm. that was eventually written out. Um, but she stayed with the show in an ensemble role and maybe have understudied or something else. Uh, she went with it on Broadway. And then she actually, I think, left uh, or not left, but I think she was also in uh, On Your Feet on Broadway as well. But to have her come back for this, I know she was such a big, important part of the In the Heights family. So it was really great that not only she was in it, but she got to see herself in it as well. Yeah. So uh, in our final recommendation for Feel Goods, Matt, Christmas came early for you today. I mean, Girls 5 Eva was renewed. Well, you have to tell us about your tweet because you were very excited to share this tweet. Ashley and I talked about this yesterday about whether or not we thought uh, Waitress was actually going to be coming back to the Broadway. And Uh I said, like, the longer it takes for them to actually announce something, the less likely I think it is. So when it was announced that Girls 5 Ever was getting renewed, I just tweeted as I do. Okay, Peacock, now that you're bringing Sarah Burles back for that maybe you should film Waitress so that we can get it on Broadway again with Sarah Bareilles. And of course, as I do, I tagged Peacock and Sarah Bareilles. And once Sarah Bareilles liked the tweet, so I think that she is silently signaling that she thinks this should happen and therefore um, thinks that Peacock should do it. So if Peacock does end up filming Waitress and putting it on their streaming service and therefore we get it back on Broadway as we've heard rumors of and yeah. as Waitress has posted on their website, I'm going to take 100% full credit of that and <laughs> I'll, I'll give I'll give Sarah second credit, but um, I feel like it'll all be because of that tweet. Nothing like a man taking credit for a woman's work. And on that note... <laughs> or a Peacock's no, work. Or a Peacock's work. work. Yeah, yeah. Actually, really would love to see that. So if you can manifest that, Matt, I fully... I mean, I'm that's... speaking it into existence. That's yes. what I'm doing. Or yeah. tweeting it into existence. Well, that's... Hey, and that's how we get things done. Yeah. I mean, here we are doing the show together. That's yeah. kind of how it came to be. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Radio. You get the news before anybody else. It's very much worth it. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? They can find me and my tweets too and about Sarah Bareilles at BWW Matt. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>